Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The GX on Agriculture podcast is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. GX on Agriculture with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program, the July canola contract was down $10 a metric ton, while the July Minneapolis wheat contract was down $0.14 a bushel this week. We'll hear from PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccolo about how the markets are looking now and into next week. The latest Saskatchewan crop report released yesterday says producers have made substantial progress in seeding over the past week. We will hear from Mackenzie Ladoon, who is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. A Saskatoon area farm implement manufacturer is undergoing an expansion and hosted a tour yesterday for local media and for Provincial Agriculture Minister David Merritt. We'll hear from the president and co-owner of Redicop in manufacturing, Trevor Thiessen, as well as David Merritt, the Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX on Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your REMAX Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, it's bright and sunny here in the Yorkton area, and we seem to have a bit of a reprieve from the smoke for now. Yeah, that shifted pretty uh, well west, still uh, western parts of Saskatchewan, and especially across into uh, down into Montana, getting uh, some of the worst of the smoke today. So uh, Alberta dealing with it, Montana dealing with it. We're dealing with sunshine and pretty decent weather overall the next couple of days. There will be a bit of smoke back in, just a slight wind shift tonight, and into tomorrow brings it back in briefly. Also, some cloudiness mixes in briefly, but it's not really a uh, weather concern. It's just a little bit of extra uh, stuff whether it be at any time, given time cloud cover or smoke, obscuring the otherwise mainly clear sky. We're in the low 20s this afternoon, pretty decent day. We'll uh, get at least to normal, and uh, normal high this time of year 19, so most of us will crack it. The wind is 15 to 30, occasionally gusting higher, especially through the early afternoon. And then tonight, partly cloudy, light wind down to around 10. Tomorrow, a little cloudiness left over, and again, it could be that the cloud cover decreases and the smoke lingers, or the smoke decreases and the cloud lingers. 
some of that mixture early in the day. The trend overall is for decreasing smoke, decreasing cloudiness, and a pretty decent afternoon in the high near 26. Not a bad weekend to roll into summer. We're down to 7 degrees Saturday night with a partly cloudy sky, and Sunday partly sunny. A little more cloudiness late day, the high 24. How about Monday? Monday there could be a shower in the morning. There could be a shower in the afternoon. We're talking a 30% chance, and that really is a combined chance. It's really not much better than 15 or 20% either time. And any showers that do hit in those periods, first of all, are not during the peak of the day. And secondly, they're minor. We're not talking any uh, heavy rainfall here. In spite of the warm temperature, we're up to 30 degrees. But there's just nothing there to trigger that, uh, that, that warmth into any instability. So mostly a fine day, a little cloudy at times, but it's 30 degrees. So what? Showers do come in later Monday night into Tuesday. It turns breezy and temperatures get knocked down by that thicker cloud cover. A cold front drops through. We'll be around 17. Tuesday looks like it could be the washout. Wednesday showers may linger, but the important thing is the weekend stays pretty good. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw and Dauphin are at 20 degrees. Swan River, 21 Brandon and Roblin, 18. Show Lake Russell, 17. Regina is at 18. Saskatoon, Hudson Bay, 20. Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, 17. The Yorkton-Melville region has a sunny sky, a southwest wind at 24 kilometers an hour. 23% is the relative humidity the temperature is 18 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 11 degrees and dropped to a low of 2 degrees. There was a trace of precipitation that fell in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 19 degrees. The normal low is 5 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 4.54 this morning and it will set at 8.40 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hot spot was Tadouli Lake at 20 degrees. The cold spot Lynn Lake at minus 2 degrees. The Saskatchewan hot spot yesterday was Nipawin at 20 degrees. The cold spot was Key Lake at minus 4 degrees. Um. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. It's time now for the Beef and Forage Report, and that's a presentation of Co-op Hail Insurance. Beef and Forage Report. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt has announced today further support for Saskatchewan producers through enhancement of the Wildlife Damage Prevention Program. The Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation, or SCIC, administers the Wildlife Damage Prevention Fund. Producers can receive funding for steps taken to prevent wildlife damage to feed supplies. Funding for fencing is available. Producers who have received compensation greater than $2,000 per feed storage site may be eligible to receive a fence package to protect their future feed supplies. SCIC will inform eligible producers of prevention options and work with them to determine the appropriate package. Once a fence is constructed, a site is no longer eligible for wildlife damage compensation.
Saskatchewan producers are eligible for compensation on damaged crops and livestock caused by wildlife through the Wildlife Damage Compensation Program. Producers should reach out to their local SCIC office by calling 1-888-935-0000 as soon as damage is detected. And that's the Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan. GX94, Ag Review. Canadian farmers are in the early stages of planting the country's next chickpea crop, with market conditions firm for the time being, ahead of new crop harvests in other countries. Jake Hansen of Midwest Grain at Moose Jaw expects the range-bound trend will continue until there's a better sense of production in Russia and Turkey. Both countries are major chickpea growers, with harvests that come off before Canada's. Turkey typically produces a good quality chickpea crop, while Russia's quality can be more hit or miss. India is also a major world player in the world chickpea market, and anecdotal reports point to its recently harvested crop having good yields, but not the best quality. The International Grains Council has bumped up its forecast for total global grain production for 2023-24 to a record 2.294 billion metric tons, raising outputs for corn and soybeans, but reducing its call for wheat. Compared to the IGC's April report, it added 3 million metric tons to its May forecast on overall new crop production. The ending stocks for 2023-24 were trimmed by 1 million metric tons at 580 million, which would be 9 million less than the previous year. The IGC reduced world wheat production by 4 million metric tons from April at 783 million, which would be 20 million less than 2022-23. Global corn output saw a 9 million metric ton boost from the previous month to 1.217 billion, largely based on significant increases in Brazil's corn harvests for 2023-24. World soybean production for 2023-24 was nudged up 2 million metric tons from April at 403 million. Three new ships were authorized yesterday to take part in a deal allowing the safe Black Sea export of Ukraine grain. Global wheat prices fell further a day after Russia agreed to extend the pact for 60 more days. Russia had threatened to quit the Black Sea Agreement if a list of demands to overcome obstacles to its own grain and fertilizer exports was not met by yesterday. The Kremlin says it extended the agreement because some results from talks had given it certain hopes, but more progress needed to be made. The UN and Turkey brokered the deal for an initial 120 days last July to help tackle a global food crisis that has been aggravated by Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, one of the world's leading grain exporters. The deal had ground to a halt on Wednesday after the last authorized ship left a Ukrainian port. More than half of the world's large lakes and reservoirs have shrunk since the early 1990s, chiefly because of climate change. That's intensifying concerns about water for agriculture, 
hydropower, and human consumption. A team of international researchers reported that some of the world's most important freshwater sources, from the Caspian Sea between Europe and Asia to South America's Lake Titicaca, lost water at a cumulative rate of about 22 gigatons per year for nearly three decades. Lakes in Canada's Arctic were part of the drying trend, partially because of changes in temperature and potential evapotranspiration, which is in line with broader climate changes toward increasing evaporative loss due to higher lake temperatures and reduced lake ice extents. Declines seen in naturally occurring lakes were in part offset by precipitation and runoff-driven lake water storage gains in others such as the Great Lakes and Lake Winnipeg. State investigators have determined that a fire and explosion at a dairy farm in the Texas Panhandle that injured one person and killed an estimated 18,000 head of cattle was an accident. It started with an engine fire in a manure vacuum truck. A state fire marshal investigation report on the April 10th blaze says the driver of the truck tried to put out the fire and several other workers came to help, but it quickly spread. The April 24th report says the investigation is now closed. And be sure to listen to the latest GX on Agriculture podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. It's sunny and 18 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. The July canola contract was down $10 a metric ton to just above $700 for the week, while the July Minneapolis wheat contract was down $0.14 a bushel to around $8.25. That's according to PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccolo, who says July Minneapolis wheat had a nice rally yesterday, or on Wednesday, reaching a high of $8.88 a bushel, compared to last week's low of $7.69. There's a few reasons for where wheat is now. The lack of deal between Russia and Ukraine to get kind of more exports going was definitely kind of supportive. Uh, and you know what, really I'm seeing a, a lack of a significant recovery in wheat given the outside market forces from corn and soybeans. So corn and soybeans have been going down quite a bit here recently. Um, the commitment of traders positioning report uh, shows on the wheat side that funds are actually nearing the largest short levels since January 2018. So uh, a lot of fund traders are betting that this wheat market is going to go down kind of here, especially on the Chicago contract. Uh, I have been watching as well, too, the spread between uh, Kansas City and Chicago wheat. Uh, that's reached some historic levels. So uh, definitely some interesting kind of moves on the wheat front. And then on the canola front here, looking at, again, how the soy markets have been affecting things. Uh, November soybeans uh, have
have had a strong recovery off the lows, but then, you know, again, this week they've started to kind of move a little bit lower, um, and the market now remains really extremely oversold uh, with about an 80-cent slide from the last commitment of traders report uh, being measured. So I'm seeing that uh, the soybean markets are approaching kind of about the lowest levels in about 18 months, and I, I don't see much of a recovery happening as there is pretty a, a good crop so far coming kind of in, in South America. The Black Sea grain export deal has been extended for another two months, but negotiations continue. Bacallo says it's the example of how markets can change with just one piece of news. One little piece of news can change this this market to be moving lower. Again, Minneapolis ha- had a, a significant rally there uh, in about a week from 780 to 880 a bushel, so a dollar a bushel. And when that deal came out, we dropped about 50, 60 cents right away. So um, I'm seeing, and especially talking with clients about protecting on these rallies on their new crop because, uh, again, one thing happens and, you know, there is a lot of wheat in the world. The fundamentals aren't there, I believe, for wheat to go higher. So uh, selling on rallies, I think, is kind of the prudent thing to do. Piccolo says the big thing to watch next week is the U.S. debt ceiling. If and when it does get raised here, I think that'll just be a risk-off feeling, um, you know, depending on what traders are are looking at. And uh, I could see that being kind of a good catalyst for the markets and and grains as well. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Livestock Market Conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for June closed at 165.72 today. That's up 20. August live cattle closed at 164.30, up 67. August feeder cattle closed at 235.10, up 60. September feeder cattle closed at 237.95, up 72. June lean hogs closed at 83.02, down 2.27. July lean hogs closed at 83.12, down 2.47. And that's the livestock market conditions. The latest Saskatchewan crop report released yesterday says producers have made substantial progress in seeding over the past week. Mackenzie Ladoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Right now this province is sitting at about 38% seeded and the Yorkton area specifically or the east central region of the province is sitting at about 21% seeded. She compares the progress to the five-year average. So for the province the five-year average we're a little bit behind the five-year average. Uh, The five-year average for this time of year is 53% for the province. However, in the Yorkton region or the East Central region, the five-year average is about uh, 33%, so pretty close to that five-year average. Ladoon says the west side of Saskatchewan has seen the most seeding progress so far. Yeah, for sure. So the areas furthest along in the province we're seeing is the northwest is currently sitting at 55% seeded. West Central is at 54% seeded, and the Southwest is at 43% seeded. So the west side of the province is a little bit further ahead than the east side of the province. She lists the types of crops being seeded right now. 
So right now, field peas are the crop that has the most seeded acres in with 54% of overall acre seeded. We're then following that up with lentils at 50% seeded and then spring wheat at 43% seeded over the province. Uh, following up on the least seeded or the least completed seeded crops are oats at 19%, canola is also about 19% seeded, and flax is about 10% seeded. The crop with the least amount seeded right now is soybeans with 7%. Ladoon notes a few areas of the province received some notable precipitation over the past week. Absolutely. So this week or this past week, the province saw little pockets of rain move through, especially last weekend on around Friday. So the Bay and Fat region received about 78 mils of rain, and that was the most that was received over the province overall. In the east central region specifically, there wasn't any really specific significant rain events. The Esther Hazing and the Creek regions, however, received about 18 millimeters of rain this past week. She explains how that affects topsoil moisture conditions across the province. So the province topsoil moisture conditions shifted very slightly from adequate to short this week. However, overall, the province is still seeing adequate topsoil moisture. So for cropland topsoil moisture, there is 67% is rated as adequate and 24% is rated as short. For pasture and hayland, topsoil moisture follows a similar pattern with 63% being adequate and 28% being short. Ladoon tells us what producers are up to this week. The producers right now are busy spraying, they're busy seeding, and they're busy working with their cattle. Some producers are moving their cattle out to their pastures that are greening up right now. And as always, producers are always watching for that forest fire because there's a high risk of fire right now with the drier conditions and, and also because it is a high stress time of year. The producers are reminded to take any safety precautions that they can to make sure they get home well and safe at the end of the day. And she provides this additional advice. If anyone has any questions or has, runs into any agronomic issues, they're welcome to phone the Ag Knowledge Centre here in Moosha and we'll help you out with any issues that you have. Mackenzie Ladoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture based in Moose Jaw. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. A Saskatoon area farm implement manufacturer is undergoing an expansion and hosted a tour yesterday for local media and provincial agriculture minister David Merritt. Redicop Manufacturing makes products for combines. It started the facility expansion last summer and it should be complete by the second half of next year. Trevor Thiessen is the president and co-owner he says Redicop started out as a family-owned company before it was sold nearly a decade ago. Like a lot of good manufacturing businesses here in the province, you know, Leo and Helen Redicop started this business in the mid-80s. They were farmers who had a problem. They fixed the problem, and their neighbors said, hey, that looks like a good idea. Could you build us one? The next thing they knew, they were selling these to people all over the world. So, yeah, the business started in the mid-80s. My partner and I took it over in 2014 from the family. They had had a, a bad fire here on site that kind of caused the whole production facility to go up in flames. And so they were in their early 70s. They didn't want to rebuild it. And so we took it over and uh, have kind of been rebuilding what they left us uh, since that time, which was a great, great bones of the business, but with no facilities. He tells us about their expansion plans. Yeah, so over the last, I'd say, probably four and a bit years, our space in the industry has really grown. And so we're very fortunate to have kind of benefited from that as well. And, and so we needed more space. We're going to basically double the business here over the next two years, and that'll give us a lot more production capacity and space to add products for export. 
Thiessen says it's a challenge to expand and produce at the same time. Always, yeah, you got to juggle a few people and a few things around, but uh, for the most part, we've got a great team, and my production manager is uh, navigating it extremely well, so we haven't had to slow down at all through this process. He outlines the products they make at their facility. We make products for the combine, uh, so harvest residue products. So we make straw choppers that chop up the residue, and then we also make a new product that mechanically kills the weed seeds that are in that residue coming off the combine. So these are all bolt-ons onto the combine that we provide to the farmer and then help them be more efficient on their operations. Thiessen then lists off their main markets. Main markets are probably Australia and Europe right now, and then Canada represents about 25% of our business, so 75% would be export. But yeah, that's really grown over the last number of years as well. He explains how the Canadian dollar impacts his business. For the most part, it's kind of a neutral. We buy a lot of U.S.-based pricing uh, products. A lot of our supplies come out of the U.S., of course, our labor is all in Canadian dollars, so it kind of works out to a, a, a slight net win for us, but it's not as big a win as some people might think. Thiessen talks about the influence steel prices have had on their business. Yeah, since COVID, we've seen price of all components go through the roof, you know, 30 40% price increases on a lot of that stuff, and uh, it's not really come back down, but that's all been kind of worked into the cost of the products at this point in time. He notes they're a major employer in the area. We've got over 60 people working at this uh, facility, and then we have a handful of people in other parts of the world as well. And Thiessen says they're optimistic for the future. Yeah, I love it. Um, I've been in this industry for over 30 years now, and you know I wouldn't choose a different industry. It's, it's one of the best industries to work in. That's Trevor Thiessen, president and co-owner of Redicop Manufacturing, a few kilometers northwest of Saskatoon. The company is currently undergoing an expansion that will double the size of the facility. Work started last summer and should be complete in the second half of next year. Coming up, we will talk to Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed down across the board today. July canola closed at 6.97 and a half down 550 uh, November canola closed at 669.40 down $6.60 July Minneapolis wheat closed at 804 per bushel down 24 and a half cents July Kansas City wheat closed at 824 and a quarter down 32 and 3 quarters of a cent July Chicago wheat Closed at 6.05 per bushel, down six and three quarters of a cent. July corn closed at 5.54 and a half, down three quarters of a cent. July soybeans closed at 13.07 and a quarter, down 26 cents. July oats closed at 3.22 and a quarter, down 15 and a half cents. And that's the commodities update. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is very upbeat about the provincial agricultural manufacturing sector. Prior to touring the Redicop manufacturing expansion currently underway, Merritt talked about his memories of the company 
and where it is today. Back in the 80s, uh, the Redicop straw chopper was widely utilized, and we saw it uh, even in my uncle's farm. He had it, and it just tells you that technology's been here for a while. They're expanding because companies want to buy their product, right? They really do. So uh, my understanding is it's doing business with Claws, you're doing some business with Deer. So, I mean, uh, that's what I'm hearing, and I, and I hope that's uh, correct. So, But obviously, they're seeing expansion here for a reason. Somebody wants their product. And for him to, what did they say, they've more than doubled in the last few years and doubled employees as well, that tells you that their product is rock solid and somebody wants it. He says Redicop works well with other Saskatchewan farm implement companies. They really do, and I think that's the story to tell. I mean, you know, you heard Trevor say that they reach out to companies here to find their product, to put their product together, and I think you're seeing that in a lot of aspects. Uh, you see it, especially in the tillage side, you'll see where companies will be working with a company, whether it's in Saskatoon or Regina, to build part of their product. And then it's all assembled in one play, and they do things like that. So. That's the kind of cooperation we've always seen in Saskatchewan. When You can say they're competitors to some degree, but I mean, uh, Redicop is a success story in itself as well. No different than uh, Burgos a success story, Vatterstad is a success story, Seedmaster is a success story. They're all building tillage, but they're all success stories because there's always somebody that wants something just a little bit different and unique. But what really amazes me is the technology that has evolved here just in the last 10, 15 years. When you look at robotics and you look at uh, drones and you look at the new technologies for seed placement and all of it is just absolutely amazing to me as a farmer all my life to see this just change and explode over the last few years. Merritt says Saskatchewan companies are far fortunate to have two major farm shows to show off their farm implements. Yeah, and I think that is really something, and I think that just speaks well of the industry itself. And it speaks well of the community of Regina saying, you know what, we can showcase this. Same as virtually Saskatoon. I'll bet you right now you can't get a room in Saskatoon for Ag in Motion coming up, but I'm pretty sure you can't. And I think that t tells you a couple of things. It tells you that the farmers are always interested in new technology, but we're also getting global exposure. Companies coming from around the world, and even farmers are coming from around the world to say, hey, i got to go and have a look at this. We had all the, uh, the uh, ag ministers here last year for Ag in Motion. We took them out there, and they could not believe not only the size of the equipment, but they couldn't believe the technology, that you could place the seed that close and you could place the fertilizer at, at a, such a precision depth that all the crop comes up at the same time. That's the kind of technology is is absolutely incredible to me when you see that. Not only that, when these look at these showcases, they get to show the equipment, but they can also operate it in some in, at Ag in Motion too. In Regina, they sit in it, they do everything, but they also see it virtually go on, you know, on a screen or whatever. But they're amazing shows, and obviously you can tell by the numbers. Like they're drawing 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people, tells you something. He notes Saskatchewan will be hosting the Tri-National Agricultural Accord and he's looking forward to showing off what this province has to offer. Yeah, that's a, that's my, that's our plan. I think, you know, we're probably obviously going to take some tours around the university to show what our crop development and all that is all about. I think they're planning some tours to different places, and then the representatives will decide which tour they want to go on. I was really hoping that we could have tied it into Ag in Motion, but unfortunately it just didn't work out for my counterparts in the United States so well. But it gives an opportunity for us to showcase what we're doing here, and they want to see what, what's going on. I mean, our ag research here in, in Saskatchewan is second to none. Our government is uh, committed to investment on the research side, so it's important for us to show them what's going on. And Merritt says there's been a recent sale from a Saskatchewan company to India. 
Yeah, this was very unique. My understanding, it's a thousand drills, and I think the largest one is either eight or ten feet. And in India, the average farm is a hectare, so that's like 2.2 or 2.5 acres, and you've got to have that niche side of it. But they're a precision drill. They're not just a drill. They're a precision drill, so they can get into and really get into the same type of farming we're doing here with zero till and or minimum till and be able to seed. So. Obviously, we're excited for that company to, uh, you know, to uh, facilitate that sale with that company in India. And that's the kind of business that we as, as government officials try and put everybody together. And we have a great team over at, uh, at Trade and Export. Even in the Ministry of Ag, we have a, you know, a, a trade side of it as well. So we help connect people. And it's important to do that. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt speaking yesterday at a tour of the current expansion at Redicop Manufacturing, northwest of Saskatoon. It's time now to check the GX94 precision weather forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Sunny, winds southwest at 15 to 30 with some higher gusts, and a high of 21 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy, winds south at 10 to 20, a low of 10. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, winds east at 15 to 25, a high of 26, an overnight low of 7. For Sunday, partly sunny, winds south at 10 to 20, a high of 24. Monday, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of early showers, a high of 30. And for Tuesday, a 30% chance of showers, a high of 17. In the Paw and Dauphin, it's 20 degrees. Swan River is at 21. Brandon and Roblin, 18. Show Lake Russell, 17. Regina is at 18. Saskatoon and Hudson Bay, 20. Broadview Mooseman, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, 17. The Yorkton-Melville region has a sunny sky, a southwest wind at 24 kilometers an hour. 23% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 18 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune in again on Tuesday at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. The GX on Agriculture podcast has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner.